Good evening to you, and welcome to Numa. This is the third installment of my series, Fall Asleep With Me, a series by which I hope to ease your transition from that obstinate wakefulness, that stubborn restlessness of which you're the undeserving victim each night, to a peaceful, happy state of uninterrupted repose. My voice, as strong a soporific as any you'll find behind the counter of your local pharmacy, is all but guaranteed to guide you to sleep. And, as a perfectly natural remedy, to spare you the undesirable side effects of those little chemical tablets for which we're all too conditioned to reach. Should it fail to do so, you'll have nonetheless enjoyed, as a compensatory feature, some of the finest literature ever written. This evening's episode, to which we'll dedicate the next half hour or so, is Johann Wolfgang von Goethe's dramatic masterpiece, Faust. Settle your mind. Turn down or off the brightness of your screen. Close your eyes. Concentrate on two things and two things only. Your breath and the sound of my voice. Tomorrow morning, when you wake, subscribe to this channel and leave a five-star rating or a positive comment on it. Assuming we succeed in our night together. I have, alas, philosophy, medicine, jurisprudence too, and to my cost theology with ardent labor studied through. And here I stand with all my lore 
poor fool, no wiser than before. Magister, doctor styled indeed, already these ten years I lead, up, down, across, and to and fro. My pupils by the nose and learn that we in truth can know nothing. That in my heart like fire doth burn. Tis true I've more cunning than all your dull tribe. Magister and doctor, priest, parson and scribe. Scruple or doubt comes not to enthrall me. Neither can devil nor hell now appall me. Hence also my heart must all pleasure forego. I may not pretend aught rightly to know. I may not pretend through teaching to find a means to improve or convert mankind. Then I have neither goods nor treasure, no worldly honor, rank, or pleasure. No dog in such fashion would longer live. Therefore, myself to magic I give. In hope, through spirit, voice, and might, secrets now veiled to bring to light, that I no more with aching brow, need speak of what I nothing know. That I the force may recognize that binds creation's inmost energies, her vital powers, her embryo seeds survey and fling the trade in empty words away. O oh, full-orbed moon, did but thy rays there last upon mine anguish gaze. Beside this desk at dead of night, Oft have I watched to hail thy light. Then, pensive friend, over book and scroll, with soothing power, thy radiance stole. In thy dear light, ah, might I climb freely 
some mountain height sublime. Round mountain caves with spirits ride. In thy mild haze over meadows glide. And, purged from knowledge fumes, renew my spirit in thy healing dew. Woe is me, still prisoned in the gloom of this abhorred and musty room, where heaven's dear light itself doth pass but dimly through the painted glass, hemmed in by bookheaps piled round, worm-eaten, hid beneath dust and mold, which to the high vault's topmost bound a smoke-stained paper doth enfold. With boxes round the piled and glass, and many a useless instrument, with old ancestral lumber blent, this is thy world, a world, alas. And dost thou ask why heaves thy heart? Why tightened pressure in thy breast? Why the dull ache will not depart, by which thy Life pulse is oppressed. Instead of nature's living sphere, created for mankind of old, brute skeletons around thee here, and dead men's bones in smoke and mold. Up, forth into the distant land. Is not this book of mystery by Nostradamus' proper hand an all-sufficient guide? Thou'lt see the courses of the stars unrolled when nature doth her thoughts unfold to thee. Thy soul shall rise and seek communion high with her to hold, as spirit doth with spirit speak. Vain by dull pouring to divine the meaning of each hallowed sign. Spirits, I feel you hovering near. Make answer if my voice ye hear. Ah, at this spectacle through every sense, what sudden ecstasy of joy is flowing. I feel new rapture, 
hallowed and intense, through every nerve and vein with ardor glowing. Was it a god who charactered this scroll? The tumult in my spirit healing, over my sad heart with rapture stealing, and by a mystic impulse to my soul, the powers of nature all around revealing. Am I a god? What light intense? In these pure symbols do I see nature exert her vital energy. Now of the wise man's words I learn the sense. Unlocked the spirit world is lying. Thy sense is shut, thy heart is dead. Up, scholar, lave, with zeal undying, thine earthly breast in the morning red. How all things live and work, and ever blending, weave one vast whole from being's ample range. How power is celestial, rising and descending, their golden buckets ceaseless interchange, their flight on rapture-breathing pinions winging. From heaven to earth there, genial influence bringing. Through the wild sphere their chimes melodious ringing. A wondrous show, but ah, a show alone. Where shall I grasp thee, infinite nature, where? Yea, breasts, yea, fountains of all life, whereon hang heaven and earth, from which the withered heart for solace yearns, yea, still impart your sweet and fostering tides. Where are ye? Where? Ye gush, and must I languish in despair? How all unlike the influence of this sign. Earth spirit, thou to me art nigher. Even now my strength is rising higher. Even now I glow as with new wine. Courage I feel abroad the world to dare. The woe of earth, the bliss of earth to bear. With storms to wrestle, brave the lightning's glare, And mid the crashing shipwreck not despair. Clouds gather over me. The moon conceals her light. The lamp is quenched, vapors are rising, Quivering round my head. Flash the red beams down from the vaulted roof 
a shuddering horror floats and seizes me. I feel it, spirit, prayer compelled, tis thou art hovering near. Unveil thyself. Ha! How my heart is riven now. Each sense, with eager palpitation, is strained to catch some new sensation. I feel my heart surrendered unto thee. Thou must, thou must, though life should be the fee. Who calls me, dreadful shape? With might thou hast compelled me to appear, Long hast been sucking at my sphere, And now, woe is me, I cannot bear the sight. To see me thou dost breathe thine invocation, My voice to hear, to gaze upon my brow, Me doth thy strong entreaty bow, Lo, I am here, I, What cowering agitation grasps thee, the demigod? Where's now the soul's deep cry? Where is the breast, which in its depths a world conceived and bore and cherished, which, with ecstasy, to rank itself with us the spirits heaved? Where art thou, Faust, whose voice I heard resound, who towards me pressed with energy profound? Art thou he, thou, who by my breath art blighted, who in his spirit's depths affrighted, trembles, a crushed and writhing worm? Shall I yield, thing of flame, to thee? Faust and thine equal, I am he. In the currents of life, in action's storm, I float and I wave with billowy motion, birth and the grave, a limitless ocean, constant weaving with change still rife, a restless heaving, a glowing life. Thus time's whirring loom unceasing I ply, and weave the life garment of deity. Thou, restless spirit, dust from end to end over sweep the world, 
how near I feel to thee. Thou art like the spirit thou dost comprehend, not me. I, God's own image, and not rank with thee. O death, I know it, tis my famulus, my fairest fortune now escapes, that all these visionary shapes a soulless groveler would banish thus. Pardon, I heard you here declaim, a Grecian tragedy you doubtless read. Improvement in this art is now my aim, for now a days it much avails. Indeed, an actor, oft I've heard it said, as teacher, may give instruction to a preacher. I, if your priest should be an actor too, as not improbably may come to pass. When in his study pent the whole year through, man views the world as through an optic glass. On a chance holiday, and scarcely then, how by persuasion can he govern men? If feeling prompt not, if it doth not flow fresh from the spirit's depths, with strong control, swaying to rapture every listener's soul, idle your toil, the chase you may forego. Brood over your task, together glue, cook, from another's feast, your own ragu. Still prosecute your paltry game and fan your ash heaps into flame. Thus children's wonder you'll excite and apes, if such your appetite. But that which issues from the heart alone will bend tile hearts of others to your own. The speaker in delivery will find success alone. I still am far behind. A worthy object still pursue. Be not a hollow, tinkling fool. Sound understanding, judgment true. Find utterance without art or rule. And when in earnest you are moved to speak, 
Then is it needful cunning words to seek? Your fine harangues, so polished in their kind, Wherein the shreds of human thought ye twist, Are unrefreshing as the empty wind, Whistling through withered leaves in autumn mist. O oh God, how long is art, our life how short? With earnest zeal, still as I ply the critic's task, I feel a strange oppression both of head and heart. The very means, how hardly are they one, by which we to the fountains rise, and haply, Ere one half the course is run, checked in his progress, the poor devil dies. Parchment, is that the sacred fount whence roll waters? He thirsteth not who once hath quaffed. Oh, if it gush not from thine inmost soul, thou hast not won the life-restoring drought. Your pardon. Tis delightful to transport oneself into the spirit of the past, to see in times before us how a wise man thought, and what a glorious height we have achieved at last. Aye, truly, even to the loftiest star. To us, my friend, the ages that are past, a book with seven seals, close fastened are. And what the spirit of the times, men call, is merely their own spirit, after all. Wherein, distorted oft, the times are glassed. Then, truly, tis a sight to grieve the soul. At the first glance we fly it in dismay. A very lumber room, a rubbish hole. At best a sort of mock heroic play. With saws pragmatical and maxims sage, to suit the puppets and their mimic stage. But then the world and man, his heart and brain, touching these things all men would something know. Aye, what among men as knowledge doth obtain? Who on the child his true name dares bestow? The few who somewhat of these things have known, Who their full hearts unguardedly revealed, Nor thoughts, nor feelings, from the mob concealed, Have died on crosses, or in flames been thrown. Excuse me, friend. 
Far now the night is spent. For this time we must say adieu. Still to watch on I had been well content thus to converse so learnedly with you. But as tomorrow will be Easter Day, some further questions grant, I pray. With diligence to study, still I fondly cling. Already I know much, but would know everything. How him alone all hope abandons never. To empty trash who clings with zeal untired, with greed for treasure gropes and joy inspired, exults if earthworms second his endeavor. Endare a voice of merely human birth, even here, where shapes immortal thronged outside. Yet, ah, thou poorest of the sons of earth, for once I even to thee feel ingratitude. Despair the power of sense did well nigh blast, and thou didst save me ere I sank dismayed. So giant-like, the vision seemed so vast. I felt myself shrink, dwarfed as I surveyed. I, God's own image, from his toil of clay already freed, with eager joy who hailed the mirror of eternal truth unveiled, Mid light, effulgent, and celestial day, I, more than cherub, whose unfettered soul with penetrative glance aspired to flow through nature's veins, and, still creating, know the life of gods, how am I punished now? One thunder word hath hurled me from the goal. Spirit, I dare not lift me to thy sphere. What though my power compelled thee to appear, my art was powerless to detain thee here. In that great moment, rapture fraught, I felt myself so small, so great. Fiercely didst thrust me from the realm of thought back on humanity's uncertain fate. Who'll teach me now? What ought I to forego? Ought I that impulse to obey? Alas, our every deed as well as every woe, impedes the tenor of life's onward way.
even to the noblest by the soul conceived. Some feelings cling of baser quality. And when the gods of this world are achieved, each nobler aim is termed a cheat, a lie. Our aspirations, our soul's genuine life grow torpid in the din of earthly strife. Though youthful fantasy, while hope inspires, stretch over the infinite her wings sublime, a narrow compass limits her desires. When wrecked our fortunes in the gulf of time, In the deep heart of man, care builds her nest. O'er secret woes, she broodeth there. Sleepless she rocks herself and scareth joy and rest. Still is she wont some new disguise to wear. She may as house and court, as wife and child appear, as dagger, poison, fire, and flood. Imagined evils chill thy blood. And what thou never shall lose over that dust shed the tear. I am not like the gods. Feel it I must. I'm the earthworm writhing in the dust, which, as on dust it feeds, its native fare. Crushed beneath the passer's tread, lies buried there. Is it not dust wherewith this lofty wall with hundred shelves confines me round. Rubbish in thousand shapes, may I not call what in this moth world doth my being bound. Here, what doth fail me shall I find. Read in a thousand tomes that Everywhere, self-torture is the lot of humankind, with but one mortal happy here and there. Thou hollow skull, that grin, what should it say? But that thy brain, like mine, of old perplexed, still yearning for the truth, hath sought the light of day. And in the twilight wandered, sorely vexed. Yea, instruments, forsooth, yea, mock at me. With wheel and cog and ring and cylinder to nature's portals, yea, should be the key. Cunning your wards and Yet the bolts ye fail to stir. Inscrutable in broadest light, 
to be unveiled by force she doth refuse, which she reveals not to thy mental sight. Thou wilt not wrest me from her with levers and with screws. Old useless furnitures yet stand ye here, because my sire ye served now dead and gone. Old scroll, the smoke of years dost wear, so long as over this desk the sorry lamp hath shone. Better by little means hath squandered quite away, than burdened by that little here to sweat and groan. Wouldst thou possess thy heritage, essay, by use to render it thine own? Would we employ not, but impedes our way? That which the hour creates, that can it use alone. Pure crystal goblet, forth I draw thee now from out thine antiquated case where thou forgotten hast reposed for many a year. Oft at my father's revels thou didst shine, to glad the earnest guests was thine. As each to other passed the generous cheer, the gorgeous breed of figures quaintly wrought, which he who quaffed must first in rhyme expound, then drain the goblet at one draught profound. Hath nights of boyhood too fond memory brought? I to my neighbor shall not reach thee now, nor on thy rich device shall I my cunning show. Here is a juice makes drunk without delay, its dark brown flood thy crystal round doth fill. Let this last draught, the product of my skill, my own free choice, be quaffed with resolute will. A solemn, festive greeting to the coming day. Good night and sweet dreams. from Numa.